The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with my friend Mike Fiella. Mike, how was it, the big day, the Thanksgiving day that um, is, is like eight pounds or eight days of hope where you eat really good, right? I can't move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was wonderful. Uh, they, oh, it was wonderful. They rolled us into the studio, didn't <laughs> yeah, they? Right. Oh, my I'm glad gosh. there's an elevator in this building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, happy post-Thanksgiving to all of our friends out there. We hope and pray that you and your family had a safe Thanksgiving Mike, these are unique times in our country. We just yeah. had a, 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 tr- a, a tough election sure. uh, regardless of the person you voted for, won or lost. It's a very divided time in our country. We have COVID-19 uh, still, you know, even though we see you know, light at the end of the tunnel, there are those who are suffering, who are ill, who are, are afraid, mm-hmm. who are scared. But this past week, many of us got together in small gatherings and just hung out with family. There's nothing sure. like family during times like these, Mike. Absolutely, and nothing like the the heart of thanksgiving, the mm. heart of thankfulness. Uh, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. And we can grab onto, not just, uh, it's a scripture, but uh, it, grab onto that in our hearts. Take your focus off it, focus in on your family. Take your focus off the TV and all, all the things you just mentioned, which are mm. real. We gotta revisit, we gotta sure. pray for, we gotta you know work through. But take a deep breath and just look in the eyes of either your children, your grandchildren, if you still have your, your, your grandmas around and grandpas, you know, and take time to be thankful. Mm-hmm. Thank God for these things. Their, their family's great. So I'll put you on the spot. Give me three things that Mike Fiella is thankful for in this thankful type season. Okay. Um, I have seven grandchildren. Oh. And, you know, when you look in their eyes, I see hope. I see a great future. I see uh, in all of that we could just say is going wrong wrong in the world. Sure. I see Jesus working in their lives. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for the health that they've had, and and I thankful that these I'm seeing these 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 children just growing up in the Lord. Mm-hmm. They've got a hunger. I mean, um, I'm thinking I wasn't like that when I was sure, their right, age, but right. they got great parents and and great examples. My oldest granddaughter said. Grampy, when are you going to take me on an eight days of hope trip? Oh, and so she's fifteen years old, and we're, we're going to be talking to the parents time. about that. It's yep. time, yes, absolutely. Um, that's a good thing to be thankful for. I have no grandchildren uh, yet, and, and and that's okay. There's a season for everything. I do have two kids that just got married this year. There's no pressure on them yet for for you know at least <laughs> nine or ten months. But yeah. anyways, um, you know, I, I guess I'm I'm thankful. Um, God allows me to be a part of of a lot of these outreaches with Eight Days of Hope, and today I just want to, and I and I know you feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for Charmaine. I really oh, yes. am. You know, she has grown as a, a leader in our own house because sometimes her husband is out, you know, doing mm-hmm. what God has called me to do, and we do it together whenever we can. I mean, she's sure. been on many trips. But, you know, there's so many times, we have 160 volunteer leaders, and I think of our guest a couple of weeks ago, Lynn Traxler, right? Mm, her yes. husband has served with her once or twice, but for the most part, she travels by herself, and yet he keeps the home base yes. covered. Charmaine does that with our family, and she's yeah. a rock. Um, she, she, she's smart. 
Um, she, yeah, she, I, man, I tell you, you know, we always say we married up and that's kind of like not a joke, but you know, you're looking for a smile or a laugh or a comment, but, um, both of us, both of us are blessed. Doris and Charmaine allows us so many times to move and, and, and they're equally a part of what we're doing with eight days of hope. And I have said that same thing expressed to my wife, Doris, that I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing today sure. wouldn't have been able to do it all these years. We were, right. we were going back and, and laughing about sometimes where the money was real lean, or then right. I'm I'm in the ministry, I'm out running around, and uh, but I always came back and so there was the support, there was love, and, right. and uh, Charmaine's the same way. I know that. Mm. And so, awesome. listeners, what are you thankful for? You know, right now there's a lot that can get us down and depressed, and you know I see alcohol sales are up twenty percent. People. <sighs> are drowning out their sorrows or wanting to numb their pain. But what are you thankful for? I mean, where's your cup half full? I get it. These are tough times. They are. I get it. But what a great time for the church to shine. What a great time for you to shine. There not to not to anyone say, "Wow, Steve, you got it all together." Oh, Mike, man, you know, you're you're always on top of your game. You know, let us be a glimpse of Jesus in a very dark world. This is the perfect time during this Thanksgiving and soon now Christmas season, that we can um, be a light for those who don't know him. You know, and they're going to ask the questions. Why do you seem content? Sure. Why do you seem, don't you see what's going on over there? It's terrible. Why do you have that that air about you? And then you can just open up your heart, your life, and share why you're that way. It's not because of me. It's because of the Jesus that's in me. Amen. He met me when I was laying on my back and I had nowhere to go and my arms reached up and he was there, right? (laughs) That's it. To get a chance to share your your three minutes testimony. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope travels the country and we help families rebuild their homes for free after natural disasters. Uh, We've been doing this. This is our 15th year this next month in December. We started out after Katrina. We've helped out with Hurricane Isaac, Irene, Rita. We've helped out with Hurricane Michael, Florence, Harvey. Uh, We've helped out with Hurricane Zeta, Hurricane Delta, Laura, flooding in Nashville, flooding in Cedar Rapids, snowstorms in Buffalo, New York, tornadoes in Illinois, flooding in Pennsylvania, floodings in Nashville, Tennessee. We can go on and on and on. 51 disasters. The body of Christ has showed up. Help families for free all in the name of Jesus. How do you remember all that stuff? <laughs> yeah, you were looking at me, and your head was kind of cocked out. I, I thought, like, did I say something wrong? No, no, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm thinking, you know, well, that's why you're in the position you're into, because you, you're really excellent with all that. But I'm thinking, wow, he's he, he's not missing a trick here. <laughs> well, you know, when you live through a hurricane, right, sure. like we all did in South Carolina, serving oh, yes. South Carolina with Hurricane Matthew, you don't forget those hurricanes, especially if you live there. But these volunteers, Mike, 40,000 volunteers have traveled the country mm. with us. It's free. We provide food and lodging. You can be a skilled professional and come sure. serve with us as we build facilities to be used by those rescued from sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. That's our one arm of the ministry. And the other arm is what we go on a moment's notice to help people tarp the roofs, do chainsaw work, and then come back and rebuild homes for free after natural disasters. There truly is something for everybody with eight days of hope. And we've been in 17 states. Yes. Yeah. So you're on your game too now, brother. Well, I'm I'm learning. You're teaching me well. (laughs) We we have been. Uh, We're based in Tupelo, Mississippi, Northeast Satellite up in New York, Midwest Satellite in Cedar Rapids. And today, Mike, Mm. we're going to share some God-sized stories. We're going to talk to a gentleman. His name is Tom Brenham. Okay. Tom is a volunteer with us in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. He has traveled with us and served. 
He helped us in Cedar Rapids this year when we served Cedar Rapids because of the DeRoach Show. Uh, We we served families because of those 35,000 trees that were knocked down in the span of four hours. And now as we open up our Midwest satellite, Tom has been pivotal in uh, helping us uh, take another step with the ministry. Now, somebody that's just listening for the first time, what is Derocho? <laughs> well, that's how I pronounce well, a wicked but- windstorm. Uh, it, it happens once every 30 years in the Midwest where okay. a storm comes in, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a hurricane on land right. where they had winds of 100 miles per hour or more that went for hours in a row, and 35,000 trees were toppled mm. in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And what's the average cost of trying to get a tree off somebody's yeah, house? Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Mike. You know, doing disaster work, we've become not insurance experts, but you do understand how insurance works. So if, if your house is insured and you're living in, let's say you're living in Kentucky or Georgia, and the tree falls on your house, most likely your coverage, even the basic coverage, is going to cover the removal of that tree and the repairing of the house. What not everybody has that, okay. but if you have the best insurance, you probably have that. Something like that, right. What the best insurance plans don't cover is all the trees that hit your fence or land on your car oh, or really? break your driveway or fall down your property and now got to be removed. So think about the widows that we served in Louisiana mm-hmm. after Hurricane Delta and Hurricane Laura. These trees fell on their property. We, we met one widow, a gentleman, who uh, had to make it a choice. Do I pay for medical supplies for my wife, who was dying, but it would allow her to uh, finish her last three, four, five months with less pain, or do I cancel my house insurance? He canceled his house insurance. Sure. So, of course, we tarped his roof, or removed the tree from his roof, but he had an estimate. There was like 12 or 13 trees down on his property. The estimate was for over $40,000. No, $40,000. Forty thousand dollars. Oh my! To remove these trees off his 40, property. Forty thousand. Mm. So what person? Now you're not a widow, neither am I. I did pretty good in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. I know you've had a successful uh, life as a pastor, working in ministry. We probably both have a little bit in our savings, but who has forty thousand no. dollars in their savings account? No way. No way. I know. No way. <laughs> who has four thousand dollars in their savings accounts these days? Right. And and yet wow. strangers showed up. Mm-hmm. They loved on this gentleman. They removed the trees. They prayed with him. They loved on him. They hugged him. And he saw Jesus, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Now, we do have a uh, a YouTube video with him on. You know what we do? Thank you. So if you go to uh, YouTube and put in Eight Days of Hope, uh, he would be in the second latest video. Uh, So we have a video on our safe house construction arm of of a renovation we did in Indianapolis. But the video after that, it has three families we served in Mm -hmm. Louisiana and Lake Charles, and they're precious. And folks, when you go to the YouTube channel and you you look those up, have a box of Kleenex. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, some of these stories are so amazing. They Uh, are. They really are. stories. So much going on with the Ministry of Eight Days of Hope, Mike. Um, during this 2020 season, we came out with our first annual report. We want to send it to the listeners. Again, if you're not on our mailing list or if you've never volunteered or donated to the ministry, no, no problems. We'd love to send this 12-page beautiful brochure to you. Just email us your address, your mailing address, and just email to info, I-N-F-O, at 8 com, and we'll get that out to you. It's coming out, Mike, in about 10 days. 
I'm excited. I'm checking my mailbox every you day. You haven't seen it yet, have you? No, I haven't. I've hid it from you. I know. I usually get the inside information. Well, <laughs> I just kidding. don't want you to put like a C minus on it. I'm used to those C's <laughs> in high school and college, right? And I don't want, you know, I'm hoping you at least get a B on this one. Yeah, but well, the team has worked really hard on this. You could, I, I know they're always working hard, and you put together an excellent. Whether even the presentations throughout the year. I mean, mm. I, I watch all the videos and I'm thinking, that's really, that's high end. It doesn't get mm. any better than that. Well, we try to do things in excellence because we serve a God. Mm. Um, you know, when he created us, Mike, he doesn't create junk. Yeah. And, and I love that so many volunteers have used their gifts to help Eight Days of Hope expand. Mike, when we come back, we're going to be hanging out with Tom Brennan. Tom, again, living in Cedar Rapids. And we're going to share a Godside story from Tom, from the mission field, here in just in a couple of minutes. Looking but forward to it. So thankful. We're thankful for you today, the listener. Thank you to Provia for helping us um, to to get this out to the masses. Thank you to American Family Radio for being a, our partner. And WDCX, a Crawford Broadcasting Company up here in Western New York that helps us record these as well. So thankful for so many today. Hey, you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products at Provia.com, P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. 2020 is going to be a busy year, and you'll have plenty of opportunities to come love and serve those in need with Eight Days of Hope. One of the new arms of the ministry is our safe house construction ministry. We travel the country, and we partner with an existing ministry and help them renovate, build, or remodel facility to provide a safe place for those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. For more information, as always, please go to our website. Eight Days of Hope started as a disaster relief ministry, and it has continued to grow since then. We've partnered with an organization called Bigger Than Ball. Bigger Than Ball partnered with us when we went to Houston, Texas after Hurricane Harvey. We partnered with the Houston Astros. We rebuilt eight baseball diamonds in Bigger Than Ball, then put on a free sports camp. Eight Days of Hope is much more than disaster relief. For more information about this ministry or any arms of the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus. Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight 
Days of Hope. The number eight in the Bible means new beginnings, and our hope and goal as we serve people after natural disasters, or we serve those who provide hope to those rescued from sex trafficking, that we bring a new beginning. And today, I'm Steve Tiber. I guess I'm Steve Tiber every day, Mike. Yeah, yeah that every, hasn't changed every, since every last week. <laughs> every day, you're Mike Fiella. Uh, we're hanging out here, but welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We try to share some God-sized mission stories uh, from the mission field. Yes. And today, we have Tom Brennan with us, Mike. Mm-hmm. He lives in Cedar Rapids. And uh, Tom, good morning. How are you, my man? Good morning. I'm very well, thank you. Tom, it's great hearing your voice. Whenever I hear your voice... I smile, Tom. Um, so thank you for bringing a smile to my face this morning. Tom, tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, where you live, uh, you know, your, your family, your marriage, your kids, grand, you know, anything like that. And then we'll start talking a little bit about Eight Days of Hope and, and Tom's journey. Okay. Uh, grew up in Wisconsin, the great state of Wisconsin, part of God's country. There you go. And, and nice. uh, moved, moved to Cedar Rapids area to work for Collins Radio. Uh, 1968. And so we've been here since. Uh, the, the plan for my wife was we'll be here five years, and then if things aren't really, really great, we'll go back, and we're still here. Uh, we have two children, uh, uh, four grandchildren. Uh, one set is in, in Marion here, and the other set is in Arkansas. And uh, I retired some years ago. It's uh, not too far from 20 years already, but I find that retirement leads to opportunities to help others. And uh, so it's led me towards volunteering, and I started doing that when I first retired. So uh, life is wonderful, and God is good. So, Tom, let me back up. What company did you retire from? Well, it was called Collins Radio, and then it became Rockwell International Subdivision, and then it became Rockwell Collins. And since then, now I've retired, but uh, United Technologies has bought it, and now we're part of, say we, it is part of Raytheon Industries, but we make avionics for airplanes, communications. Uh, We had the original GPS world. We developed that whole technology. It has now been sold when it was converted to Raytheon. Uh, But uh, it's an avionics company, Honeywell, people have probably heard of because of home uh, furnaces and all those things, but Honeywell is one of our main competitors in the aviation world. So we are one of the big suppliers. So Mike's looking at me and it's like, so our guest today is pretty smart. <laughs> yes, he <laughs> Absolutely. Is. Mike, Mike, I have uh, no more questions. Mike, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Mike, you and I have to fake it for the next 23 minutes. <laughs> okay, we can do that. <laughs> um, so Tom, when was your first experience with Eight Days of Hope? Well, in 2008, we had a massive flood, which at the time, I believe, was the third largest national disaster in the country. Since then, uh, all we have is bigger natural disasters, it seems. But in 2008, uh, Friday the 13th of June, we had this super flood that wiped out downtown and many, about 5,000 houses. And that fall, Eight Days of Hope came and rebuilt houses, and I forget the exact numbers. There was 200 and some houses, I think, and I volunteered with that organization, and this organization at that time, and it inspired me for not only what they were doing, but the love of God and the love of helping people and the love of working with others. And it was a win-win-win type situation that I said, you know, this is pretty neat. I'm a volunteer. I enjoy rebuilding and building things. Uh, I should get involved with this more. And that's what really started off uh, my life with Eight Days of Hope. 
so so Tom, from the technical background that Steve and I are still spinning about, um, <laughs> what 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 was your first job uh, on your first missions trip with Eight Days of Hope? Well, I'm an electrical engineer, but it has nothing to do with being able to wire houses. <laughs> but I also used to wire houses when I was younger, uh, going to to college, and and so uh, I was wiring houses mostly is what I was doing during that trip, helping electricians that were actually certified and licensed. Uh, but since it was, it was something that I'm familiar with, I enjoyed doing that. So that was fun. And I consider all of these things fun. But uh, that's what got me with the electricians is what I was really doing for that particular job. Uh, I'm also a kind of a handy guy. I enjoy doing things myself and building additions or finishing a porch or uh, helping people put siding on. So uh, as as time passed, those opportunities are everywhere when you're rebuilding after a flood or a hurricane or tornado. What makes Cedar Rapids unique, Mike, is there's an organization in Cedar Rapids called Serve the City, okay. similar to what we saw in Houston with 4B Disaster Response Network, where mm-hmm. um, a bunch of churches get together and say, you know what, we're better when we do ministry together. together Maybe right. not every single day, but but an opportunity like this with a disaster. And so, you know, our partner in Cedar Rapids back in 08 was Serve the City. And, you know, of course, we were based out at, uh, at a local church. Uh, that church at the time uh, it was called New Covenant. It still is. And we were based out of there. And uh, that, at that point, was our largest trip ever. I think the final number for that trip was about 1,480 people wow. came in and yeah. served that community. What I liked about that community right off the bat is, you know, I, I was born and raised in Buffalo, Tom, and we have a General Mills factory here. And so it's not uncommon in the morning to smell Cheerios in the air. <laughs> and in Cedar Rapids, people might not know this around the country, but you too have a General Mills plant. <laughs> now, now, do you, do you, do you uh, smell Wheaties or what do you smell when you're, when you're driving around Cedar Rapids. Well, it's kind of funny. Uh, I got to back up a half a step. When we moved here, we were told it was the city of five seasons, and the fifth season was smell. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And uh, But what but, but actually the strongest smell in Cedar Rapids is from ADM corn sweeteners. Mm. smells like fried chicken. Yes. Oh, boy. Yes. And which yeah. is over by the General Mills plant. But we also have Quaker Oats downtown. Yes, you which do. We don't smell, but it's the largest, I believe, in the world, uh, the uh, Quaker Oats plant. So, yeah, it was an amazing trip. Uh, we, you know, we had to work through some challenges. And that was the trip, Mike, that we lost our grant three days before the first day of the trip. Oh, that's right. And it was a quarter million dollar grant. And I remember bringing all the leaders together. We got in a circle and we were praying. And, and after the prayer, I said, guys, you know, at the end of the day, volunteers are coming from around the country. We have to buy these materials. And so if you're willing to take a step of faith, any credit card that you have that has any room on it, we're going to ask you to trust eight days. No, trust Jesus that he's going to find a way to reimburse you. But uh, we need your credit card. And we had, I think, about 18 cards given to the pot. So you're in this meeting oh, giving this information. I know. What is going through your mind? Oh, my gosh. I'm like, how could this happen? Because you can't cancel the trip. These families think you're coming to help them and you want to help them. And and so, Mike, we, we did that. We had, I think, 18 cards come come oh together and, and I had them in a hand. I put a rubber band around them. I'm like, Oh, please Lord, you know, let us be able to raise every dollar, you know, repay. But don't you know, an you hour go. after we prayed, the phone rang 
and the grant was back on. Oh boy! And that and is. so I don't know if you knew that, Tom, but that that was a story. I didn't. Okay, I never heard that. Yes, that was our Cedar Rapids story, where it was a moment of faith because. Uh, that was, that was the day, I th- I'm not going to mention who, but one of our leaders kept touching their pockets saying, I don't know where I have my wallet, Steve. I'm sorry. I'll talk. Maybe it's in my car. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tom, you've been on multiple trips now with Eight Days of Hope, and I know uh, we're going to talk in a couple of minutes about what happened this summer in Cedar Rapids. Um, and again, you mentioned you're retired, so we, the listeners know you're not 35. Why, why are you so drawn to doing mission work? What, what, what is it that just drives you to serve others? Uh, I, I think that's a soul-searching question, and I believe in my case, uh, it's an opportunity to help people, first of all, that maybe cannot help themselves or are down and out or may not have the capability or the, the funds, but secondly, I believe the giver gains more than the receiver, mm, and so I go. feel that not only builds up the hope of the people that you're helping and that their belief in mankind, I believe we as volunteers, uh, we actually get built up even more so and brings us not only closer in my view to God and what God would ask us to do, but also we we are actually the big winners. And so that's go. what draws me to it. There you go. Now, Tom, just to get to know you better, does your wife come out with you? or I mean- uh, She does not. Uh, she, she kind of views this as my thing and, uh, she is not a construction person. She, uh, would rather take care of the home. And, uh, she was obviously, uh, with our two children, she was a big force and a sure. leader in yeah, how, do support. We, how do you do yeah. all these things at one time in sure. life. And so she's been my, my home support, but there you uh, go. she, she does not come with me on the trips. She doesn't, let me back up a little bit. She doesn't enjoy sleeping on an air mattress in a gymnasium with 500 of your closest friends. No, no, that, that, that definitely is a unique experience that um, I have to admit I've, I've done many, 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 many sure. times. Uh, when you come with Eight Days Hope, we provide food and lodging, and sometimes lodgings at a campground like it was in North Carolina, Camp Seafarer, mm-hmm. uh, when we were down there with Hurricane Irene, or it could be in a gymnasium with. Um, some of your newest friends on air mattresses and of course more space these days because of COVID. Sure. Uh, but um, yeah, thanks Tom for, for shouting that out and shout out to your wife as well. You know, we were talking earlier before we, you joined us, things we're thankful for. And when a spouse leaves home to go serve others, mm-hmm. the other is equally as important because right. if they don't do their part, you can't do your part. So, you know, when I come home and I share stories and if Charmaine can't come with me, I'm like, Girls, you know, her and my two daughters at home, you're you're part of this. This is you well, as sure. well. We wouldn't be able to do what we do without right. our wives. I think my wife's been on only a couple trips. Absolutely. So, Tom, we announced that we were going to open up a Midwest satellite, and we, we had some options. I'll be honest, we did. We were looking at a couple different things, and we said, why are we making this harder than it needs to be? We went to Cedar Rapids in 08. We fell in love with the community. Uh, I think we earned some trust. We helped out hundreds of families. We worked with dozens of churches, and that was an easy decision. What was going through your mind when you heard that we were choosing Cedar Rapids as our Midwest satellite? Well, first of all, I was thrilled. Uh, And as Steve knows, I've talked to Steve over the years a number of times that we in the Midwest have disasters. We may not have hurricanes. We do have tornadoes. They may not be as widespread, although the floods can test it. They're pretty wide. 
<clears throat> excuse me. But in the end, I feel that there was a hole in the Midwest that, that we were having trouble. People from Cedar Rapids area were interested in helping, but if they were going to drive a thousand miles, uh, they weren't as interested. And when they're going to be gone and do work for two days, maybe helping, that's a lot of overhead. So the opportunity of having something local, meaning Cedar Rapids area serving the Midwest, to me, just opens up opportunities or tremendous opportunities of people being involved and getting more people involved so they can see the same goodness in their heart and grow and be happy to be part of it. And I think this is just an opening of a huge opportunity for Eight Days of Hope and helping people. So this Midwest satellite, Mike, has equipment, leaders, mm -hmm. of course, a volunteer base uh, in, in the Midwest. So we could be in Minnesota in four hours. We could be in Chicago in a couple hours. We could be in Kansas, Wichita, Kansas, St. Louis, Kansas City. So whenever there's flooding, tornadoes, or a freak windstorm, like we saw that we'll get to in a minute in Cedar Rapids late this year, um, we can be there very quickly. And that's why Cedar Rapids was so important to us. And boy, the churches locally, Tom, have really jumped on board. I, you know, I mentioned New Covenant earlier, uh, but St. Mark's Lutheran Ch Church, oh my gosh, you know, they have accepted us kind of as, as I don't want to say they're, uh, you know, a, a preferred ministry, but they have been very, uh, very um, generous in communicating to those. Uh, who want to get plugged in about the Eight Days of Hope opportunity. How cool is it to see your church uh, passionate about what God is doing through Eight Days of Hope? Well, <clears throat> extremely cool. And, and I've got to mention also that uh, talking about supporting the Eight Days of Hope, our church, St. Mark's Lutheran, supports Eight Days of Hope fully. And the reason why is we tried to organize ourselves. How could we provide early response to natural disasters. And what we found out is we had a lot of people interested in doing the work, but making it happen, getting together with city people to get the approval. Where do you keep the, uh, have the people stay? Uh, how do you organize all those things? We said, you know, we just can't get it done. And so that's when we basically backed up a step and said, okay, we've got the people interested. Let's use this organization. They know the weather forecast. They know whether this is deserving bringing people in or not, let's use their expertise to become our leaders of the administrative side and making it happen. And I, I just see that as a great coupling of two powers, if you will, that we can use the eight days of hope. And now with the satellite here, it just adds even more. Mike, Mike is mouthing to me. He is a smart man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's something that is, is so often said on this show. It's connecting the dots, as Steve says. Right. It's working together. Uh, we're, we're, we're better when we're together. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a team. So, But, Tom, let me, let me switch a little bit on you. Do you have a story, something's close to your heart, that happened on one of the trips that we always call a God story that really resonates with you to this day? Well... Uh, South Carolina, uh, South Carolina, when was the Black River? Three years ago? Yep, three, Hurricane Matthew. Yep, three, yep. four years ago. Okay. Well, uh, I'm not a roofer. You know, I'm an engineer, right? Or at least my training. But what uh, we, we drove down, three of us from St. Mark's, got in the car, and did the 19-hour drive, and got down there. Everybody was in bed. <laughs> First thing we run into is the guard where the, supposedly the headquarters were, and he was sleeping in his guard shack, and we had to wake him up. And so that, that was the first funny part of the story. Yeah. But, 
But anyway, uh, so next morning, uh, get out, and that was delayed a day because of the tornado that came through after the hurricane. And uh, so we, I said, what do you need most? They said, roofers. They said, well, we've got roofing guns. we got compressors. We can help roof. And they said, what do you need? Do we need leaders? So I became a roofing leader. <laughs> there you go. It's, I, I am not a roofing leader. but <laughs> You I are now. <laughs> yeah. So we spent the week roofing. And uh, we were actually roofing a house. Uh, one of the fellows working for the local uh, disaster uh, assistance, and I forget his name off the top of my head right now, but uh, a block away, there was a fellow that was in his 80s that came by the second day we were working on this roof, and uh, somebody called up and said, hey, there's a fellow to see you. So I went down off the roof, and I talked to uh, Henry McRae. Henry McRae, first time I'd met him, he said, uh, I understand that you're doing some repair, and his hand is there bandaged up. And I said, what happened to your hand? He said, well, I cut it on the tin roof that was replaced. I think it was Hugo or something 25 years ago in his house. And he was trying to batten it down during the storm, and he cut his hand. And it turns out, how many stitches did he have? Eight stitches. Isn't that an interesting coincidence? But I said, what were you doing that for? He said, well, that's what my wife was saying. He said, she told me to get in here, but I had to do what I can. The water was coming in in the kitchen. And he said, I was just wondering, since you were here, if you might be able to come and look and see if you could help finish what I was trying to do. And I said, as soon as we're done here, we will stop by. Well, long story short, as it turns out, Henry McRae uh, never drove by that house we were working on, except for that day that he came by. He said, God had me make a right turn instead of a left turn like I always make. Oh, and, I, and I drove by this house and saw you, and that's what got me to stop. And I said, that is unbelievable, but I believe it. And he is a very, very strong Christian, God-fearing person. His wife was very ill, and I believe it was Parkinson's. Uh, she could not get around. She, uh, he was her 100% caregiver 24-7. We went over two days later and, and did some, I call, minor repair. He considers us heroes. And I, mm. in fact, I talked to him a week ago. Really? I've still got communication. He's one of those people that I can't get enough of, and I wish I would have known 50 years before. He's just a wonderful gentleman. made his living selling furniture door-to-door, -door, if you can imagine that. Wow. I cannot imagine no, doing that to no. raise a family. Amazing. Just a tremendous individual, and I can't, I can't talk to him often enough, and we still keep in touch. He's just a wonderful guy. Mike, we have to go to break in a minute, Mike, but how many times have you and I have met somebody at Eight Days of Hope mm -hmm. who served a family who they did not know before the disaster, but they become lifelong friends? We hear this all the time. Almost every trip. That, that's the God moments that this story is, is all about, and many others. It's, it's the moment that you didn't really plan for, but God placed you there, and it's, it's a life-changing and a life-ongoing thing. We, I mean, we, we know many volunteers to this day that get Christmas cards every year from yes. a family they served maybe for five days or seven days. But that's the impact these volunteers have when they serve with Eight Days of Hope. You know, natural disasters are now our newest arm. Uh, to provide hope to those rescued from sex trafficking, so um, uh, a human disaster. If you have any skill sets, can you make a sandwich? Can you can you drive a truck? Can you can you handle a, a, a saw? Do you know how to paint? Do you know how to do flooring? Uh, can you help out with IT? We need you. Go to eightdaysofhope.com, sign up, and get our email alerts. We'll let you know 
whenever we go anywhere. Tom, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we want to talk about the storm that Mike and I debate how we even pronounce it. But we're going to let you teach us because you're the smart one. The man, a doozy of a storm came to Cedar Rapids. But hey, we're going to be back in a second. My name is Steve Tiber. Hanging out with Mike Fiella. Our guest today is Tom Brenham, one of our uh, uh, very devoted volunteers with 8 Days of Hope. We'll be back in a second. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. 8 Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of 8 Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is those who have been trafficked, sex trafficking. 8 Days of Hope has decided to be a part of making a difference with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters across the country, and that's a good thing, but there's only 600 beds for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking. And I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, But God has called the church to take its blinders off. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus. Every single month, somewhere in the country, we're going to part with an existing ministry. And for 14 days, we're going to bring skilled professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel a facility so that more can be rescued from this heinous crime. We would love to see you on a future trip. For more information about the ministry, our safe house construction ministry, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. You know, Thanksgiving was last week, Mike, and we had to find a way to put a little Christmas music in. Okay. And, and I love for King and Country. Oh, I love their the family. Best. You know, they've done some things with Eight Days of Hope. And uh, this newest Christmas CD, yes. uh, Drummer Boy, uh, check out the video on yeah. YouTube because the little boy in the video is Luke, the taller of the two brothers. That's his son. 
every family member They're from talented. the early days of where Rebecca St. James yes. where it started. <clears throat> and uh, they either ran lights or sound or they all were on the bus together. But what yeah. an amazing, gifted family. So the video was produced by Ben... The oldest brother, who uh, is, is you know does video work. In fact, they're working on a full length movie based around the drummer boy. Really? Oh yes, you heard it first here. I'm telling you, you got insight. Come on, man. Like, all right. Anyways, hey, uh, welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Our dear friend in the background, who's enjoying our conversation, <laughs> is Tom Brenham. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. So this summer. You know, you're gearing up for the launching of the Midwest Satellite in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, thinking that Eight Days of Hope can serve in the Midwest anywhere on a couple hours' notice because of the equipment and the building in Iowa. But then a storm hits Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Tell the listeners a little bit about the storm and the impact that storm had. Uh, This is a storm like no other. I think the last thing I saw of its classification, it was the winds of a Category 4 hurricane. Wow. Uh, we were at home. In fact, I was doing some painting in the garage of some project. I had a 20-minute paint job. It was noon, and I said, looked at the radar, and they said there was going to be thunderstorms and 2 or 3 o'clock, so I thought, oh, that's easy. I'll get that done. I didn't get my 20-minute paint job done before I rushed to get the cars in the garage as the big drops were coming. And here comes this wind, and this wind, uh, there were areas in Cedar Rapids that were up to 140 miles an hour. Uh, in our area, it was 125 miles an hour, and it lasted for t- somewhere between 30 and 40 minutes that it was over 75 miles an hour, and I've just never seen anything or experienced anything with the intensity of such a storm. And uh, ultimately, it appears about two-thirds of the canopy of all the large trees in the whole city and the whole area were destroyed, uh, either on the ground, on houses, or broken off. And it was just a, a unbelievable disaster. So, Tom, did you have any warning that this was coming? Well, there was, I heard the sirens, and I think it was around 11.30 or 11.45, the sirens went off, and I thought, well, that's odd because there's no tornado warnings out. So I, I'll be honest with you, I kind of just ignored it and said, you know, that must, wasn't a test, but I think it was a fluky thing. So I didn't consider it, and from reading and, and hearing other people talk, Everybody felt like this was a shot out of the dark and that the warning was not very good. So, so we, did, we never expected anything like this. Okay, so you got the cars in the garage. What's the next step for you guys? Well, you know, if you were smart, you keep thinking I'm such a highly educated person. <laughs> if you were smart, you would have gone down in the basement because it's a tornado type of thing. Sure. Well, we weren't that smart. I'd go down to the basement to make sure that I was just, the basement was there. Now to come back up, we're looking out windows, and <laughs> and uh, the front of the house faces west, our house. And the, we have a tree that is about 10-inch diameter at the bottom, 8-year-old, really nice-shaped tree. That tree was moving at the height of about 6 feet. It was moving a foot and a half each way, if oh you can imagine the trunk moving that far. And I said, we're not going to look out the front of the house anymore. That tree is going to come off and break right through the house. Mm. So we went to our sunroom, which is on the east side, the other side. And we're looking out the windows, and it's like looking through a water uh, pane in an airplane where it's raining out, and I don't know, everybody's flowing in a thunderstorm or rain. You don't see anything. Well, that's what we saw. You could just see 
smitten images of, of uh, your trees, or uh, I didn't see any cars because nobody was driving. But then all of a sudden, here we went down this big bush, bushy thing, and it turns out it was our, a pear tree about 20 feet high that had broken off, and it was rolling like a tumbleweed right down the street. And uh, that just continued. It just went on and on and on. And it was, uh, it was disheartening to think about the damage, but at the same time, I never felt totally like I was going to die and that this thing was going to destroy my home. But we found out later that we were some of the luckier ones. We were getting a new roof. Our garage door got pushed in, had a little bit of water damage. We lost one tree. Pretty minor compared to what we saw. 35,000 trees in Cedar Rapids snapped in half or were damaged. Uh, Just about every family that had a home anywhere in Cedar Rapids had some type of damage, if it was shingles, a roof, uh, a tree inside, you know, falling through the roof inside their house. You know, I, I know, Tom, when I landed in, in very quickly, you know, Eight Days of Hope, you know, that was an easy decision. We needed to get up there as soon as possible to help uh, the community that we're going to call home for, we think, decades to come up in the Midwest. Um, you knew Eight Days of Hope was coming uh, or you thought it was coming. Uh, what what goes through your mind? Because you volunteer with ADs Open, now you're here, they're coming to your city. What's going through your mind at that point? Well, the first thing, and this is a selfish thing, is that they're coming to me. Mm. And I know it sounds selfish, but we don't have to travel. We are here. We're going to get help. People are going to come in in an organized fashion, help a lot of people mm. that are going to need help, because this is citywide. This isn't one area where right. you had uh, uh, maybe a mile wide tornado for two miles long, or maybe a hundred yards wide by a mile long. This is the whole city, and in fact, the, the, this swipe was 700 miles long by 35 miles wide that wow. had 75 mile an hour winds that this storm went through. Uh, and so, uh, my my next thought was. I'm glad, I'm glad I have chainsaws because we're going to need all the help we can get uh, because of the damage that, is being done, that has been done. And this is old stuff. These are the trees that are two to three foot, sometimes up to five foot diameter wow. trunks that yeah. are 100 years old. They're in areas of towns that have been established since the town was developed. And they're on their houses. They're on the streets. Uh, it, it is an unbelievable amount of damage. In fact, I heard a statistic a week ago, and this is a week old, they're still picking up tree debris from along the streets, just so you understand. This is, this is more than three months since this storm of August 10th. And I heard the number that amount from the city of Cedar Rapids, not Marion, where I actually live, and not the other parts of the county, but just the city of Cedar Rapids. This, the wood amounts to a, a pile 120 feet by 120 feet, one mile high. That's how much wood has been carried off and put in to grind up and to get rid of. Well, Tom, that's it's incredible. And Steve always points to me and says, "Well, you got the next question. You answered my question. What condition is that city in now? And, and your home? You got your repairs well, done? Yeah. Next Monday, I get a garage door. It's a tw- twelve week since I ordered it. Uh, so our cars have been parked outside basically for that twelve weeks. Our roof is going to come around Thanksgiving finally. Get that done." Uh, roofers have been busy because we had a huge hailstorm last spring, and they were uh, this huge hailstorm. The roofers were still busy with that, and so then you come along, and now you've got another ten or twenty thousand houses needing roof replacements. So uh, there's a shortage of shingles, shortage of shingleers, uh, a lot of out-of-state 
license plates and people replacing roofs. So that's still going on. Uh, there's a lot of blue tarps still on roofs. Uh, there's still debris along the street. Uh, in fact, out beside uh, St. Mark's Lutheran, right down the street, uh, just this weekend, they got that debris picked up. So uh, it's slowly coming back to looking clean. But, you know, there are sites that you never had. You can see right. things right. that you couldn't see because the trees are gone. Sure. And all of a sudden, houses, you say, well, I didn't know there was another street back there. <laughs> and sure enough, this street right. is fully visible now. You know, it's amazing, Mike, if you go to our YouTube channel, Eight Days of Hope, and again, welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Uh, we have videos from Cedar Rapids where mm-hmm. you can meet some of the families we served. You can, um, I think even times in some of the videos, but, you know, you, you'll see the damage, you'll see the volunteers, and you'll see how you, the listener today, moving forward, could be a difference maker. Because, Tom, how did it feel? I mean, your, your home church was our host. We were there for multiple weeks during a pandemic. You know, we had to do it a little bit differently, but we found a way to come to Cedar Rapids. And, and I don't say that for anyone to say, well, thank you, AD's Hope. I just love that God still found a way to work through his people, because he's God, we're not, to work through us to serve so many families. Hundreds and hundreds of families saw a glimpse of Jesus in Cedar Rapids, and we were based at your church. What, what was going through your mind every day walking in and out of that building, seeing these volunteers there? Uh, ex- I'll call it extreme thankfulness. Uh, thankfulness that we had expanded our church uh, in 2011, and we opened and doubled in size, and looking at the opportunity of doing what we did with eight days of hope for those three weeks that they were here of housing people, taking care of people, having a real serving kitchen and cooking kitchen. Uh, but I, the people from St. Mark's were extremely happy to be able to uh, have eight days of hope based there. And I think it, it was another win-win. Everybody wins. And then in the, ultimately God wins because Amen. you bring hope to people. Amen. So the satellite is open. Um, one of our leaders is either in route or will be, or, or is there as we speak. I, I know we're within a day or two. I haven't spoken to Brian in a little bit, and uh, we're excited to be there, Tom. You know, moving forward, you know, we're going to do something wherever we have a building, Mike. As you know, mm-hmm. we do something in that city during the course of the year to kind of bring churches together and sure. to point people to the local church. Um, but Tom, you know, we're excited. I know you're excited. Uh, the building's a great facility. We've been renovating it, painting it, cleaning it, preparing it. Uh, boy, that building looks great, Tom. Thank you so much for all that you've been doing and others in Cedar Rapids as we get ready to really um, start serving the Midwest. Well, thank you. And, and I won't take any more credit than anybody else because it's a group effort. And we've got some really good volunteers that are committed to supporting it. And I see the future is also bringing a number of people into the Eight Days of Hope volunteering community, especially with the safe house operations, the distribution ministries. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that we're going to find are going to become just as passionate as we are. Love it, love it. You should do our commercials. <laughs> Mike, you and I aren't needed, Mike. No, we we can just have Tom do the program next week. He's got a great voice for it, too. Yeah, he I'm does, going, This man. is pretty neat. He's articulate, man. I tell you, you got it going on. Um, before we let Tom go, um, Mike, you know, as always, we, we try to pray for and with our guest. Um, he's been instrumental, and I know he, you know he doesn't want me to say too much because I know he's, he's very humble. But people like Tom— 
have helped Eight Days of Hope take huge steps forward, not to bring us any applause or, or to get an award that sits on the shelf, but so families in need will see Jesus in their darkest moments. Sure. And Tom, you know, a lot of retired people, and I'm not knocking people who like golf. I'm not knocking people who like to get on their boat. I get it. Do it, man. I, you know, no problem with that. But so, if, you, if you're semi-retired or retired and you're looking for a way to to give back in, in unique ways and to, to create a legacy that will go unmatched because it's kingdom-based – Join us. Go to 8daysofhope.com. You don't have to be 45 and a That's contractor right. in great shape that is willing to jump on a roof, right? Just a Tom did it in South Carolina. Right. And and, yeah. and and I know he did it in excellence, Mike, but please um, pray for, for Tom as we, we exit okay. this time. Father, thank you, Father in heaven, for another great example of what a servant heart is found in uh, Tom. Thank you for his physical strength, his, uh, his financial strength, strength at this point for him and his wife thank you god for protecting him during this time in, in cedar rapids yes, uh, and lord just now i know you're going to be using him in a great way uh in that community and in other communities just thank you that his example would go out to other people that we would have our hearts challenged and stirred um because of the servanthood that we see there bless him again physically mentally emotionally and spiritually and give him favor in jesus name Amen. 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 Thank you, Tom. We love you. Say hi to Pastor Paul over there and Marlis and Perry and all of our friends that you know hang out in that area. And uh, I know I'm going to see you down the road here, not too 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 uh, too long. But thank you for all that you do for the Ministry of Eight Days of Hope. Well, thank you, and thank you for having me on. And I'm happy to share the story. And I think uh, people will find that if they get involved once they will continue to be involved, and they will see the opportunity of them growing uh, just by being part of such a great organization of everybody working together with God's hands and feet. It's just wonderful. Well, thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. And uh, uh, I told you he was smart, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we just found our new PR person. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. Tom, God bless you, brother. Uh, if I don't talk to you before Christmas, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you both. Take care, brother. Tom Brennan, one of our um, dedicated volunteers, one of 40,000 across the country. And uh, what a unique story. What a unique person. Absolutely. And we're not saying numbers of age, but when you told, when you told, uh, you told me, I'm, I'm stuttering over this. I'm so amazed at what, how old he is yeah. and how young he is. Meaning that, look, you just you just feel the vibration, the the energy, and the excitement that he has. You know, people think you know I'm I'm 65 and I'm retired. I'm not, but um, or I'm you know I'm 73 or I'm I'm 80. You know, my 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 journey's over. I'm just gonna kind of wait out the, the last inning of life. Right. Um, people like Tom are making a world of difference and it, impacting thousands. Absolutely, and. It's a beginning of a new life, in a yes. sense, for many. There's, there's, until we walk into glory and uh, and see the Lord face to face. There's always something to do, and we, you know, that retirement. My dad, when he retired years ago, he he would watch the obituaries. I, I said, don't, what do you, don't don't be looking at. It. He said, well, there are people that just aren't really doing anything. They retired, everything stopped, mm-hmm. and they just slowly. 
not doesn't happen to everybody. Oh, but sure, sure, there, sure. It's a. I'm trying to say all that to say no, it's a new beginning. It is. Retirement's a new beginning. It get is. involved. And get your name into the system. Go to the website. Just put your name in. Come on. Steve will personally e- email you. Yeah, well. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. Y- used to, but no, <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of emails. But right. uh, yeah, please reach out to us. Go to the website. Um, if you're on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, um, Mike, are you on all three or just two of them? I got them all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, eight days of hope. It's pretty simple. Uh, YouTube channel as well. So there's four different social media sites, uh, that you could, uh, plug into us. And again, uh, I want to remind you, we're having our first ever town hall meeting on December 8th. That's a Tuesday night. It starts at eight o'clock at night, uh, eight o'clock Eastern, seven o'clock central, we're going to just present to you some new things with Eight Days of Hope. You'll be the first to know uh, where we're going in 2021. It's interactive. You can text questions. Uh, there'll be thousands across the country joining you. Uh, you just call in, and we'll give you the number. So if you want to grab a pen and paper, and we'll have this information on our Facebook page that day as well. But it's December 8th, Tuesday, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central, and you'll call in at 888 231 5462 888-231-5462, our first ever town hall. You going to call in? I am definitely going to call <laughs> oh, in. Oh, no. Now, now, gonna, now you got me nervous. Now, yeah, now, now you got I've got nervous. some questions for oh, you. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Oh, and I thought this was going to be an easy no. one. Um, thank you, Mike, for hanging out every week. I know that uh, we just enjoyed a great Thanksgiving week. I know sure. Christmas around the corner, but you know, even during COVID-19, even right. though we think we see possibly the end in sight for how our country and our world has been impacted. Mm-hmm. The churches have been still shining during it, a very it tough has time. Been. Yes, it has been. We've seen so many churches come together, interact with one another, help each other out. Some have a higher technology, some you know, not, and they're just, they're just working together, uh, distributing food, just checking on uh, the elderly people. There's so much going on that is bringing the church together. So praise God for that. This is a great time for you to step back and just ask yourself, you know, if, if, this has been a tough season, and but, but ask yourself once we work through the season or if you feel comfortable serving during the season, how is God using you and the gifts that he's given you and he's blessed you? I often think of Christmas as a time of, of presence. And the way I look at it, right or wrong, Mike, and I know we got a minute left, but when God created me, he, he wrapped a couple presents and said, Steve, okay. Here's your gifts. Mm. Here's your gifts. And I think every time that you and I or Tom or our listeners use their gifts Mm -hmm. that God's given them, it's like giving back a gift to him. That's it. That's it. The challenge in what you just said, Steve, is to spend a moment, spend some time finding out what that gift is, and then finding the areas where you can serve. Yes, Eight Days of Hope. There's many other situations out there you can Great ministries out there. You know, look look to your local church to help serve yes, also yes, and uh, please but that's when you're really going to be fulfilled that's why guys like tom at his age the greatest fulfillment is when he came to eight days of hope and started serving with his gifts it's priceless yeah so do and, it and and his legacy i mean i'm telling you tom has impacted me as a leader yes and and so you know he doesn't even realize it but he has would you consider becoming a monthly partner for the ministry of eight days of hope go to the website eight days click on donate and every month $5 a month. You know, one, give up one coffee a month for us, please. Uh, every dollar that you give through the Ministry of Eight Days of Hope will be spent 
at disasters. Our fixed costs are covered by our partners, so it's 100% pass-through. Again, go to 8dayshope.com. You can give a one-time gift, become a monthly partner, help underwrite these safe houses for those rescued from sex trafficking. We've got a video on our website right now at 8daysofhope.com. Mike, I love you, brother. I love you, too. Pressing on to Christmas, you are, I can tell. <laughs> Amen. Did you get my list? <laughs> um, Mike, we got to close, but we'll talk about your list next week. Hey, thank you for listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from Eight Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.